officially recording. Welcome, Preston. Okay. <laughs> the, the atmosphere, I, I'm uncomfortable with the energy that we have created in the studio today. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, so we literally just recorded the live show, literally just recorded music after that, and now here we are recording our what we're calling the gratitude mini-sode. Our Thanksgiving episode. Our Thanksgiving gratitude mini-episode mini of, thanks, of giving thanks. Yes. Um, Are you going to talk like that the whole time? No. And, uh, and these two people are fucking slap happy, and they don't want to <laughs> cooperate with recording. <laughs> they want to just tell their own little dick jokes. and I don't know what you want. <laughs> I thought it was like, you're going to start it naturally, and we fade in, and... This is like our whole dynamic. But no, man, wanna, I'm trying, he, honestly, so I'm hoping to take uh, like some extra, not some extra, I'm hoping to take some of my, part of my salary package uh, vacation time, which I never end up spending all of, which, by the way, anyone out there who's listening, if you have vacation time, take it. No one will ever thank you for not taking it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no one's like... Oh, you know what? That Barbara, she never takes all of her vacation. What a trooper. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Uh -uh. It's not fucking real. Take yeah. all of your vacation time. Take it all. Like, use it. Anywho, uh, the, uh, I'm planning on taking some vacation time when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. My what? It's, it's a video game that I've been really excited about for a while, and it comes ah. out on December 9th, and I am, uh, and it happens to be right when you guys are going to oh, be yeah, out of town. Oh, yeah, it's when we're out of town, so it's, like, perfect. It's like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm taking vacation time. I'm going to take, <laughs> like, five days to play Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. Heck, yeah. There you go. Very excited about it. So, all of that to say, uh, we, we are um, very intently kind of doubling down on our recording, so we're a little slap happy, it seems. I think this is a better part of recording, and it might be a nod towards future recordings. Oh, of yeah, get out, get out the first five minute jitters type of thing, and then minute six hits, three, two, one, clap, and then we go. Yeah, you always got to yeah. start with three, like, two, right, one, clap. No, yeah. not on the audio. Not on the. I like I like coming right in on the audio. Well, I, I need we three, trying... two, one, clap when it's video because I have to sync up. You have to line it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when it's just audio, let's just come right in. Let's get all of it. Yeah. Except right. for you guys Three, acting two, like one. Don't do it. Don't don't you do it. Um, so this is our Thanksgiving minisode, and uh, so rather than interviewing somebody about their enneagram, uh, we're just going to go straight to the cheerses cool. that we usually Sweet. end every episode with. With so, no nasty moonshine, Jerry's. I have moonshine in this. I mean, it's water. You don't have nasty moonshine, Jerry's. That I was drinking with lemon and lime. Hey, man. Being in this house means you don't have to apologize for moonshine. That's America, you know? Yeah. Um, or Tennessee. So this year has been a bit of a shit show for most people. Uh, I don't know how many people out there who listen to us are not politically inclined in the same way that we are. But I would say that the... Uh, and uh, not even we, because I don't even know, because I know Preston, you have different political beliefs than me, but certainly the political situation has been problematic this whole year. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus has been problematic. problematic this whole year. I also would say a telltale of political structures. 
Right. That, but that, those two things are out. not necessarily uh, mutually exclusive. There's a vaccine coming out that's 95% effective so far. There's two vaccines. So, fingers crossed. One is just take vitamin D and go outside. Yeah, go. Yeah, but the sun people, is helpful. <laughs> the sun is helpful. Yeah. Um, anyway, but the shit show that this year has been, just broadly speaking, I thought it would be good for us around the time of Thanksgiving when this... I'm planning on this releasing uh, for us to maybe dive a little deeper during on our cheers section and just look back. And even though it's been rough to try and identify and lift up and celebrate uh, things that we are grateful for, not because we can't feel sad or feel grief, for the things that have gone wrong, because you absolutely, that not only can you, but I encourage everyone to absolutely identify and acknowledge and embrace that. It is a necessary, important part of just the human existence and life. I believe, we've talked about this a lot, the whole like surrendering to whatever, is that paused? I don't know, but... um... Okay, good to go. No, let's go. We're all we're all hypersensitive to the recording stuff because it's completely taking a dump on us. Yeah, over and over again. Don't want Daddy Chris to get angry again. Uh, Oh, I will yell. (laughs) I I will yell. I will. I I swear to God, I will ruin Christmas. My peacemaker's coming out. I'm gonna go hide. Uh, So a lot of thankfulness is rooted in something bad's happened. Something bad to you has happened or to someone else you know and you relate. And the thankfulness is, thank God that didn't happen to me. Or I can see the other side and I'm there now is a form of thankfulness. A lot of people, mostly despots, say, I'm thankful for the situation I'm in. And this railroad is just going to build itself and I'm going to lay on it and get run over by trains. And I'm thankful the whole time. Yeah, I'm not looking for prosperity gospel stuff for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I, but there is an important, I think as much as I am like for acknowledging sadness, acknowledging grief, letting that be a part of things, I am also simply because of my psychology background, but also because of my theological inclination, I'm of the belief that gratitude as a practice is actually very helpful. Yeah. And I write so- down three things I'm grateful for every day. Yeah, like it's part it, of my planner. It actually changes things. And so so like um sometimes we find ourselves stuck in this like god things have gone so badly and and that can become over like as people so it, I didn't even plan on going into this, but this is an important psychological phenomenon. People have a thing in their brains that play out bad scenarios. Like we have psychology that does that. That's what it's this an, is. It's an evolutionary development right. because when you're being when you're in the jungle being chased by wolves and tigers and shit. Yesterday. Playing out the bad scenarios is really important. You you need to be able to do that so that you don't, so that you so that you are afraid, you know, of the things that you should be afraid of. Um, I would say that in our modern life, that's become less of a necessity, at least in the first world, like in the United States. Um, and yet that's, that inclination can still kind of hijack our minds and and we can get trapped in a loop of thinking that everything has gone to shit when in fact 
there's actually a lot that we can be grateful for and be happy for. And not to say that we can't feel bad, but that that doesn't have to define our existence, right. you know, that we don't have to be trapped in it or, or locked into it. I'm trying to be very careful because I, I don't want this to be mistaken for prosperity. I'm, I, I hate prosperity gospel. I hate the, if you just smile and have good posture and God's going to come through. I know it's bad now, but God's going to come through. I fucking hate that shit. It's not helpful and it's bad. It's bad theology. It's bad psychology. Don't do it. It's Avoid it. Walk away from that shit. Quit it. It's an addiction. Go away. Don't do it. It's bad. Don't do it. It's bad. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Shout out to your mom's house podcast. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, so glad you got that. <laughs> I got a DUI, baby! <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. That's pretty good stuff. That, no, that, that can be that can be. So, all right, all right. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna well, let's get into gratefulness. Okay. I'm gonna start. Cool. This is something that I'm truly, truly grateful for, and uh, it seems um, surface level at first, but I, I really, really mean it. Uh, the the kind of podcasting network. Uh, it's uh, like Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Christina P, Bert Kreischer. I would also include um, Pete Holmes, and even though the podcast has stopped and, and they've stopped doing the live show, uh, Dan Harmon and Harmontown, mm. which is is yeah, out there, there's like hundreds and hundreds of episodes of it that are still the, wonderful to, to watch and they're fun. Rick and Morty guys. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, all of these stand-up comics who have also crossed into, like Pete Holmes has crossed very strongly and, and Joe Rogan have crossed very strongly into uh, religion and spirituality also, but they also keep it fun and real and, uh, and they inject like joy and humor into it. Well, they keep it human. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm. Uh, like, and your mom's house, which is just debauchery. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> and as a four, uh, like I, yeah. as an Enneagram four, I love making beauty out of ugly and like, like finding just meaning in depravity. Like I love that kind of stuff. And it is, I mean, it is like, let's be clear. It's a lot of like fart jokes and like, oh shit, that guy tripped and fell or that guy. Like it's a lot of that kind of stuff, which seems so silly, but the invitation to laugh at the absurdity of, at the absurdity of our own existence and just the, what the fuck is happening here? Like, why are we conscious? Like, these monkeys that have these incredible brains that suddenly have all, like, and the invitation to uh, enjoy that and laugh at it, and like, it, it has been keeping me grounded and sane in an insane time. Like, so folks out there who are doing that that kind of work and that you know like they're not doing it totally selflessly like they're certainly reaping rewards for but also thank god they're doing it because they're incredibly good at it they're talented at it and like i don't mind that they're being rewarded for it because it meets me in my need and when i'm sitting here trying to figure out how to do a church in the middle of a quarantine when i didn't know how to do a, this kind of a church even before a quarantine and when I'm sitting there figuring it out, watching them figure it out and inviting me into laughing at all of this and, and enjoying it and finding meaning in it and still making a way forward, it has been incredibly helpful to me. One, in logistic ways, but mainly 
in like my own sanity, my own like spiritual health and my own like just like keeping my mind engaged in what is the actual real important thing that we're doing, you know? So I, that's, that's my big thing that I'm grateful for. All right, I'll go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was very quick. Yeah. Cause okay. I'm, I'm going to, maybe I'll go back and edit and just add a little bit of a pause. Yeah. I'm going to lose it to make you seem more human. Go ahead. I'm not a human. I am a superhuman. You're listening or responding. <laughs> that was my response to you. For those of you who can see, I just flicked pressing off. Um, it's very gratifying. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. I am, I think the, I've got two. But the biggest thing that I'm grateful for this year, um, I feel like I've done so much work to prioritize like boundary setting um, and putting myself first. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And when I say that, like, I don't mean like putting up hard walls and like letting people out or like surface level boundary setting. Like, I think the main thing I'm talking about is like my health. Like I, this year in quarantine, because of quarantine, actually, I decided to start Weight Watchers. It was going to be this year. Um, and I feel like in a lot of ways that has changed my life. Um, it's taught me more about like resting and prioritizing like a good sleep schedule. I'm in bed by 1030. For those of you who knew me way before, I would be up to like two every day. So like that's a big deal. That can be debated, but okay. Whatever. I literally <laughs> can't sleep past 830 now. So there's that. Um, I feel like I've learned how to eat better. I have like this whole community at the gym that I've found that I'm really grateful for that I love gotten really into kickboxing and I feel like by prioritizing my physical health that's also helped me prioritize my mental health and feel okay when I'm saying no or having to take a step back um like in a lot of ways like with Weight Watchers I am not restricted because that's like the whole thing of Weight Watchers you can eat whatever you want to eat just do it intuitively and listen to your body um but because there are things that I choose to say no to um and I have to practice that skill in a very practical, tangible way. It's also <coughs> made me feel more okay when, like, maybe there's something less tangible. Like, before when somebody would ask me to hang out or whatever. Sorry. Sorry. I, just <coughs> I went down the wrong pipe. and I, I realized I don't have, like, a cough mute button. Oh, okay. I'm interrupt. <laughs> <coughs> but I have to or I'm going to die. He's getting old. He's a good guy. I'm grateful for these cigarettes. Yeah. Sorry. Go if ahead. If you had asked me to hang out and I was like not really feeling it but didn't want to disappoint you, I would kind of be like, yeah, okay, we can go hang out. If and I helps, would go. You always disappoint me. Great. Thank you. And now I feel like. That, and that's my second thing that I'm grateful for. Yes. By, your enduring support. <laughs> by practicing saying no in like smaller ways, it's become a lot easier for me to say no in ways that feel less tangible without feeling guilty or burdensome or problematic. Well, it's fun you say that too, because a boundary is a type of structure, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever. You set boundaries on. I'm going to limit myself to this amount of time and think about it. That it sets up structure for, I should worry about me sometimes. I should yeah. focus on this. I can have a dog now because I don't have right. this weird schedule that I'm well, sleeping at. Well, and, and I've always been less. so bad about like actually, like as a type two, since this is an Enneagram podcast, 
it's very easy for me to talk about what you need and what you want or what you need and what you want because focusing on that is easier than reflecting on what I need and what I want. That requires me to acknowledge that I have needs and address them. And for me, that feels burdensome. That feels like I'm asking too much of other people when literally I'm the first person to do it So you're for thankful else. for the abrupt halt to like... Yeah, I'm thankful that coronavirus forced me to kind of pause and reflect. I'm thankful that I, I finally wanted to start prioritizing my physical health. And I'm thankful that that in turn has led to one, this is part one of my part two, one, better boundary setting and the ability to actually rest and prioritize myself, actually taking a full day off, which I never did um, before like a month ago. Two, because coronavirus happened, we adopted the dog, which led to a whole new friend group, new people, some of my closest friends today, like Kristen and Dion and some of the other people in like our <coughs> circle. That is true. I do dog you, pun intended, for getting the dog in the first place because it just feels like a, a what, what's the, like an impulse. I just, yeah. Oh, I, I need something else to fill my void because I'm here by myself. Don't interject. But... The only reason I make fun of it, and because you guys have both dug into me about this, the reason I make fun is because it's out of some love of wanting you to be better or whatever yeah. else. So I dig at you at, oh, you got a dog. It's so stupid. Look at this little dumb pup. Meanwhile, I probably love it more than you do. But it also drags this other part of something that maybe you hadn't found yet. Right. Which you were already a puppy as it was. You were like, oh, I'm going to talk to everybody. And it's blah, blah, blah. But now the dog... <laughs> Yeah, but now the dog gets you into this is weird, a, weird... This is the definition of backhanded compliment. It's something. <laughs> it's... Welcome. It's uh, okay. Preston and I are basically siblings. I'm wearing a kilt. I need it. Uh, <laughs> I feel vulnerable. I feel vulnerable. <laughs> uh, but it, it like thrusts you into this new world of, oh my God, I got to take this thing out to go shit right. at a park. And now all these other people are here. <clears> and I'm setting boundaries per se. But... I've got to talk to these people because I'm going to see them all the time now. Might as well ask the question. Might as well right. talk to them. Might as well. Well, we that, have. That comes naturally to you. Though. Yeah, it right. does. Well, that's what we I'm have saying. a whole new friend group now and people that come to like our stuff at Kindred because Matt and I adopted the dog because of coronavirus. Yeah, Kristen and Dion are really Kristen, like, Dion, Ryan, Cindy, David. Oh, I didn't know Ryan came through the dog group. Yep, Ryan lived downstairs and we only got to know him because of Bailey. Mm-hmm. I was going to say because he's a dog, but we'll get into Nikki and Mike, later. who you guys will meet <laughs> tomorrow. Like, there's so many people in our neighborhood. Lauren, who hasn't come but wants to. There's but, so many people like... You're like, I'm setting boundaries and... Even like you set that that babble boundary happening, you go, oh, there's relationships in here I wouldn't have ever done because right. I'm focused more on yeah. The boundary is actually expanding your horizon. Yes, it, yes, like, exactly. It's death unto life, kind and of it's stuff. that. And then so between the dog park group because of coronavirus and the gym, I joined because of like after coronavirus, like it's a whole other circle of people that I've really gotten to get to know and have become great. Delisa, who was on the podcast, Nicole. Richie, like, great friends. So, like, I just feel like some really genuine... Nicole Richie was on the podcast? No. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. No, she was a get. Yeah. What? Listen, uh, she's sometime in the next 100 podcasts. Listen to all of them. You'll find them. I'm so happy. No, Nicole, so like... comma, Richie. I understand. Um, Do you Billy. know who that is? 
Yes, I know who Nicole Richie is. Right, like, yeah, I think she knows who Nicole Richie <laughs> is. It's my middle name. So, anyway. <laughs> like Nelson, Nelson Mandela? Uh, yes, I know who Nelson. I know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me finish my point. Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just very thankful. <clears throat> um, even though coronavirus in a lot of ways has sucked, it's taught me a lot about myself and what I need. And also, it's introduced me to a lot of new people that I very deeply care about. Which sounds like a walking contradiction. Like, well, I've also, like, I've benefited from it, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of the people that you brought out are like, oh, I like those. Oh, I know those people. Because, oh, that's awesome. I like that's, them. That's the sentiment. <clears throat> that's very good. Yeah. Mine's a little more existential, if we're just going to huh. snap over to me. That doesn't... You? I am a man, and I think of myself as one. But I, I've been in a lot of churches, a lot. I've... Probably in double digits. Just different experiences, assisting whatever ministry, being in the the congregation. Because you're a drummer, man. Because I'm a drummer. Mostly, Churches are desperate for drummers. Yeah, that's true. Mostly <laughs> being into the music, but the music usually ties in with the the pastor's got a series he's working on, and we've got to figure out songs to do this way, and you've you've got to play this way because you're you're playing you're not playing for a rock concert. You're playing for people that are listening to you, not blowing their ears out type of language no nobody's on mushrooms in this congregation well <laughs> 98 percent of people are on mushrooms they're on, they're on different prescriptions you go to a catholic mass and i'm like some of these people have to this is this oh, is gosh. way too there's some stuff going anyway the existential part is being seeing so many experiences and being with different congregations and pastors and worship leaders and people and <clears throat> circles and groups being in a, a college sense being in a high school sense being in an adult sense this is the this is the one place where i feel that it's it's a sentiment of i want to be here don't do that because i'll start crying i'm doing it too but, but but of the effect of I want to be here because I know someone's going to get something out of this. Versus, I just I'm playing drums because I know people will worship and I I know they can get something out of it. This is more of a I know a lot. I I profess a lot. I talk so much. I know all this and I know all that. I have all these experiences and where do they what do they surmise to? What am I going to do with them? This is a pure almost like solution to that. I don't know. It's just a, it's this whole, like, it's the whole Jesus, Joseph Campbell, take a drink story. The, yeah, there you go. Um, you've got this whole, like, you're going uphill, you're going uphill, you're getting yelled at by, you date this girl in church, and she does all this stuff. We'll talk about this on, we'll talk this on the next podcast, that's a long story. But Preston, her, part two, coming up. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep, keep an eye coming. out. Her, her parents are on the worship team, and they're both amazing musicians, and they both tell you how, how you're supposed to worship this way, and... You've got a mentor on the other side going, you should worship this way. He's also in the band. He's also your drum mentor. There's a lot of things. There's too many circles. There's too many loops, loopholes in here and here. And this feels like, just be here, man. Why are you thinking? Why are you here? Why am I here? I don't know. Good. Just fucking sit down. Shut up. Just be here, man. That's what my, this My pastor like. used to say, lift your feet up. And he, he always talked about it in the stream. Like you can fight against the stream and you can <clears throat> try and kind of like 
swim against it or make your way to the bank desperately or like you can lift your feet up and float and like you know there's all you can take the metaphor to all kinds of extremes sure. but like there is something about if the stream is grace yeah which i believe it is yep. like in this metaphor if the stream is grace there's something about like lifting your feet up and just like let's start from the place that you just you belong in the grace of god right yeah you and i met a year ago accidentally accident well accidentally first that's yeah we can that's third podcast <laughs> talk but we've got seven parts of preston coming soon keep me in the backlogs i've got stories for days 26 years old almost 27 but um the official meeting the church meeting was at whatever party on the july fourth of july, july. Yeah. july. And i go i do know you but <laughs> it's funny is, we both me and my <laughs> wife both we were like who? I know oh, you. God. Who are you? Something's <laughs> happening here. Um, the point is, since I was a kid, even in that church setting with family and everyone loves you and you're part of this group or whatever, you belong. Being told you belong is not a thing. It, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. uh, it's this weird, overwhelming, you belong, so contribute type of feel. Not it's good. like a conditional you belong. Correct. Or it's a you get told that and you're like, that's nice. What the yeah. fuck am I supposed yeah. to do with that? It's unconditional love. Change the toilet paper in the bathroom. Thank you so much. We don't pay a janitor. Next, next, next. So it's, all, it's this transactional feeling, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to dog them either. I grew up there. This is the first time I feel where it is a group of peers doing something for themselves first as if we're it's pure communal it's pure mm-hmm. we're here to be here and not there's no agenda here we're just speaking the message out and if someone hears it they hear it if not who cares but here we are i've never felt that a couple of times before but it was in spurts it was this yeah. oh this is how this yeah. is supposed to feel i i know what you mean because like I, retreat I, this, highs almost. this came for me from those moments like right it does exist in the the quote unquote institutional church, mm-hmm. it's not like they're all evil, bad situation. Like right. you sniffed this out at some point in your. There are upbringing. definitely times where and I me- felt it taking students on mission trips. Yeah, or like e- even in, in in like communities and cultures where I would be really critical, it's yeah. still there is still an element of that there. But there is something about yeah. when we really make it the the main thing. And and, and even that, like it's still institutional <clears throat> feeling, like. Our main point is there's not a point type of, and it's like, okay, we don't have a, and it's not to say we haven't done it. We haven't done it. And I, I don't know if it's a, the Corona thing happened while we were figuring it out still. And we go, we're at our wits end and this is it. So here's our Hail Mary type of thing. Yeah. Or, (laughs) but, but maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was people need this because people need this. Not people need this because I need to profess everything I know. Right. People that need it. <clears throat> There's no established, you're plugged in here and we're doing this and you're a member, sign up here and you have to offer this. Yeah, you don't have or, to believe what we believe or exactly how we believe. Yeah, there it. isn't a, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think there's not, there's not a have to here. Right. There's, there's a sense of like diversity here and not necessarily like, there are some ways, of course, that we could be better about that. But I'm talking about like personality 
diversity. <clears throat> like the people that come here come from all different places. It's not going to a church where you've been in church with the same people your entire life or like you're getting the same perspectives on the same Bible study video that you've watched and talked about seven different times with the same underlying message. I know, but even that is a learning experience and it, it but learning needs to get to some sort of I've learned and now I'm at a point where I know where learning <clears throat> has led me and I can learn from here now. And this is a, this is a here now point. So it's like, a, I, don't, I don't know how to put it into words, but that's what I'm thankful for. It's this, call me a number nine, whatever you want. <laughs> it's, it's a peaceful, easy feeling. And that's what I'm thankful I for. I, w- I would, so like, it makes me think, I pull from my own, my own childhood, my own upbringing. I, I, I was a child in the 90s. And so one one of my for for whatever reason one of my like major stories that helped define me was Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Here we go. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and there's one moment and it's it's uh it's an awkward racial moment because that's what the 90s was. Yep. The 90s was an awkward racial moment. Transition. Like tr- like yeah, it was a transitional period into like actual you know, inclusion and actual diversity and, and valuing of uh, the variety of human. Which but, thirty years later, by the way. R- yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, never, I mean, never. But again, geez, come on, man. like we're making progress. We're not there yet, but yep. we are making progress, and and that's good. But there's this moment in the movie where one of the characters, played by Morgan Freeman, is a a Moor. Uh, he's an he's a, a Muslim. And uh, and he's in a British Christian culture. And there's just a, a, one night where a little girl asks him, did God paint you? Because he's the only black person she's ever seen, you know. He goes, and he laughs. And he goes, did God paint me? And he thinks about it for a second. And he goes, most certainly. <laughs> and she goes, why? And he goes, and he's, he's Muslim. So he goes, Allah loves wondrous variety. And like, I don't know why, but that line got so deeply embedded in my like psyche and personality that it is, it is truly uh, like a driving motivation of my calling. This idea that God loves wondrous variety, which is something I think we've lost. You know, we get, we get trapped in the. Um, if you don't conceive of God the same way that I conceive of God, then you are dangerous, and I can't trust you with responsibilities. And we were just talking about that. In it's the like other God. Podcast. Just to plug the other podcast, but <clears throat> the hierarchy thing—it's not whatever you want to think it is. But we get we we somehow come back every single time to this. There's levels. To well, this. it's it's the major. I would say it's the major kind of foe that we're fighting against. And I would say there's a strong argument to be made that that's the major foe that Jesus was fighting against, hmm. is is the oppressive hierarchy, not hierarchy in general, but the oppression that comes from people who want to control it, and people who insist on um, the opposite of Allah loves wondrous variety, you know, um, the the em- embracing of and celebrating of difference and difference of perspective and really genuinely being curious about the human experience of the person in front of you, which is going to have an entire world in and of itself that you are not 
inherently like privy to that you have to ask and be engaged to understand and, and be and take part in and enjoy like and there's the opposite of that which is like that's dangerous that's damaging that fights against cultural uh homogeny you know like it's you know and i think we've fallen pray to that particular sin in human condition far too much and uh and again i don't know for whatever reason the opposite got ingrained in me at a very young age and uh and and i and i think you know we're not perfect but i think so far we're doing a very good job of deliberately working towards exactly what you described like yeah i would agree not just a like a, a rote kind of like statement that we say, but a real embracing of that idea and right. how we treat each other. And I think that's what it is. And I think that's what churches are first. <clears throat> they have their statement and they go, we're going to be this. And that first two weeks, they're golden. We're, we're doing this. We're outreach for whatever. The third week hits on Monday and they go, how much money are we not making? Okay. Yeah. Now flip the switch. Now we've got to be a different, a different type of this kind of church with this quote on top of it. And somebody, somebody taught me this before this to appreciate when you find it. Be sure to stay or at least make yourself known in the circle. Mm-hmm. There's a worship leader up in Tallahassee. His name is Josh Underwood. If you're listening, shout out. Love you. Hope the kids are okay. Uh, he was a couple years older than me. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing more than I am? And I had this whole set up of how are you in charge here and I'm not and this whole <laughs> when I first got there but I mean the first time I played with them they go you're playing here every weekend right and I go I guess and they go you are now here we go yeah but his so when we would do like a, a song or something and I'm so used to we're doing this 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 and that's it and if you do anything more it's over like we're you're you're done you're out his thing was worship it was we're going to do this again. I'll give you a wink if we're going to do it again. I'm not used to it. So I'm, I like robot freak out and I'm not used to blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you got to appreciate what you're doing for others before what others are doing for you. And I didn't really pick up what it was. And I'm like, yeah, it's a nice thing to say. I guess I'm going to go home and do homework or whatever. But because it was so simple, I just overthought it and it ran through and it stuck. It just stuck, 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 stuck. So I had to go back up to him and ask, what did you mean about it? Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a, a setting like this and not even worship, if you're behind someone who's sticking their hand up and you don't really care about that, whatever, you've got to understand they're doing it differently than you are. And if you don't understand that, you have problems. You are dealing with something maybe you just don't understand someone else's thing or that you don't have to understand it. And They're probably it, not even I, aware of you. Uh, right. Yeah. Which I'm 100% aware of them. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's our problem here. And you're responsible for that, not Correct. them. Right. Yeah. Right. So, oh, man, what is this person lifting both hands up or pulling their pants down? What's going on here, man? What? Why are they worshiping well, like this? Well, and... I would argue pulling their pants down is... Probably problematic. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's their responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's their way to worship. I have nothing to say. But it, it changed me as a musician, too. Of you, There's people in a band that worry about what the sound sounds like and whatever. And this is music talk. Sorry if anyone's bored. But you're playing with others. It's not, 
here's a drum solo, go for it for the whole song. It's the singer's low here, play low. The guitarist is coming up here, play lower. Play higher here because we all need to hear you. People like hearing the drums. People like hearing. He's like a, being a part of something that you believe in and you're wanting to do changes the way the whole thing is if one person believes it's going that way. And that's what I feel this is and that's what I'm grateful for. If one person believes we've got a good thing going here, man. Oh, we've only got three followers. Who cares, man? It's going. It's, but you said it in, uh, in Port's podcast. One person helped is one person helped. And that's, yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. <sighs> I have a hard time with that. I, I worry it's, about... And um, it's not the numbers thing either. And that I wasn't I, getting I worry. That, I was, worry about like uh, the things that have been invested in me and... I worry about the, um, like making the most of the opportunity. Cause I, I am aware that this is a very unique and a very special opportunity, which also, which is another point of gratitude. Like it certainly fills me with anxiety sometimes where I'm, I, I want to make sure I make the most of the unique place that I've been offered. Um, but it also overwhelms me at times when I, when I, when I just kind of like let in for a second, what I'm allowed to do that. And it's not that other people would like, uh, cause honestly, I, I asked for this appointment <laughs> thinking that other people were like going to be competing for it. And I was like, I want to at least put my hat in the ring and I want to compete for it only to find out that nobody else fucking wanted it. <laughs> like, like nobody else was, they were like, "Oh, reinvent an entirely new expression of church and and do it in a way that has absolutely no model to to like learn from or like uh no thanks. I we're not interested." Um so I'm aware that like but n- how many people get to really do the thing that they like in their bones feel called to do like that I like I'm very grateful for that yeah I'm I mean I'll suck so... at that I feel that too being here like that's the, that's what I'm getting at yeah that's well and I was gonna say hearing you hearing you say what you just said really means so much to me because of that right and it's so it's fun coming from I was raised Lutheran which is Catholic light like Catholic diet Catholic where we have all these traditions you've got to do it in this format or people won't come people won't be here like, why do people have to come? I thought it was a one-person thing or whatever. And, you know, you're just taught, well, well, there's more people. Obviously, more people like it. Well, whatever the scenario is. But there is never a... I don't like to say never. There is rarely a time where you felt, I feel like something is speaking to me here. Even in, even in those moments of whoever feels called to come forth and we'll call together and we'll pray for you and this will be the moment that you're saved but it's it's that transactional you yeah. come up you are doing it and we're going to do it together and it's it's no longer just you it's you me and god and now it's this whole i'm getting onto a weird tangent here too but this is a it's more familial feeling than 
again. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, it's something, it's, it's not... It's deep that I a can't surprise. explain. I can't explain with English words. It's something we've really, really, really. It's it's deliberate. It's something we've yeah. aimed at. It's something we've really tried to do, and also that's informed by. In real time, this kind of feedback and these kinds of conversations. Right. And I would also add that you're kind of an instrumental part of that too. Well, yeah, you were. for a hundred percent. But I was going to say, hundred percent. Yeah. The aim is that there's no aim, and that's. That's what I'm gonna cry. That's what gets me. Is there's no we've got a goal and we're getting to it, people. Here we go. Here's the ad next. Right? It's it's a it's a The it's aim a, is it's, a, it's not agenda, it's being. Right. It's a chaotic It's about presence, be, not yep. it's about the present, not the future. Yeah. Well, like that's really it. It's about the present. We, we want we, you here for who you are, not for what you necessarily. Yeah, bring yeah we're, or don't we're not bring. we're not like sitting around eagerly anticipating your change. Yeah. Right. Like we genuinely are like, and, and this comes from a I would say the the genuine love inherent in the people who are a part of the community. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a real loving curiosity for who are you, not who. Can we make you? Yeah. Or what can you bring to us? Yeah. It's very, it's very different because I feel like, you know, we're not like, I always, when people who have no idea what we're doing or whatever, they always ask like, so who are you guys? I'm like, honestly, like we're a bunch of people who are unchurched, broken, frustrated at the church, in love with the church. It's a melting pot of different people from different backgrounds. You're not like it. There's something about being in a, church with a bunch of unchurched people if that makes sense mm-hmm. and like there's just something so different about it that's expanded my faith and the way I view things and I think you're exactly right like the only thing that we want is for everybody to bring their full selves to the table like be you that's all that's yeah. expected that's, that's our, fir- our first axiom and we're going to be talking about axioms in the bring, live show but bring oh. your f- Bring your full self to the courageously bring your full self to the conversation, which is hard for sure and um, can be, be scary at times. Because but what it, follows that is scorn and shadow but, yes. and a dark but passenger. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. But you're but you're in a group of people who have touched. We have touched our own scorn and dark passenger yeah. and and the dark places in our like we've touched it. We know it's we we know there's something in there. For you too, that's part of it, um, and and we re- I I think we really and sincerely believe that uh, it's not just despite that. This is my four coming out. It's not just despite that there is darkness in you. We will love you and embrace you. It's, we want to embody the grace of God, which is, uh, that's part of you. And even that can be brought to the table for a redeeming and lovely purpose. Yeah, we choose, we choose to love and not love 
conditionally. We choose to love unconditionally. Yeah. We choose to love you because of who you I, are. I always have to say there there are conditions. You can't cause harm. Well, yeah. Harm. Like okay. you can't you can't come in you can't come in and like you know uh, be be like completely a, a total like offensive asshole to everyone. Like that's going to be a problem. There are conditions to yeah. it. But my point but is, but I but I think we do a good job of really keeping our conditions the things that only ultimately matter and rejecting the conditions that are that that are traditionally kind of like judgmental and yeah and like to steal from a great friend of mine named ben so shout out to you ben you uh, told me i would oh yeah, yeah get, okay. there's a reflection post coming on this that he wrote stay tuned it's great but we're we're choosing to love because we're choosing to love, not because our God told us to love. Yeah, well, I, and I would say it's not it's not the, that it's a commandment; it's that it. The reason that choosing to love is so rewarding is because we are created in the image of a God who chooses to love. Right. Like like it's it's not it's not that we have to do this or we're going to be smotened and this wrathful God's going to punish. It's, it's that, don't you understand? Like you're created in the image of the most loving and gracious being that's ever been conceived of in all, like, like you cannot imagine anything more loving and gracious than the God whose image in whose image you were created. Like, so like, yeah, the the idea that we're going to choose to love so that we don't get punished is utterly ridiculous. We're, we're going to choose to love because it's a path towards life and and like internal truth and and like personal reconciliation not only with others but within ourselves. Like that's the way to do it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. I really love what we do. And I'm really uh it it moves me and and inspires me to hear that not only do you see it but it's the thing that you're appreciating so much I, that means a lot to me and i don't see it and that's what the feeling is yeah i don't have to see either of you to feel it i go it's just something i do why cuz i just do it cuz i just it's just I, it's a I, it's a it's a being level yep yeah it's nothing i can explain you should just come with me though and see if you feel it yeah. Well, uh, great. we yeah, yeah. I mean, this is turning into a full episode. So, uh, are you guys ready to cheers? Yeah. Uh, all right. Cheers. cheers to all the things we talked about. Yeah. Cheers. Let's hope twenty one is a better year. Ah. Barely legal. Got to replenish those grain alcohol, those Smoky Mountain cherries. So no, you we don't. Can, you really don't. It's okay. We can cheers.